Welcome to the very first episode of Not Marriage Advice, where we discuss our challenges in starting a podcast, the experiences that brought us here, and why it has taken us so long to get started. Okay, ready? I'm ready. I mean, it feels like we're actually ready this time, like to actually do this podcast, right? Yeah, what, <laughs> what take a- is this, like three, four? Oh no, I mean like, how many episodes have we recorded over the last year and a half since we talked about starting a podcast <laughs> and yeah I think we're I think we're finally here I think we're finally ready to like do this yeah there's been a lot of like adjustments life changes life changes realignments um even name changes and just a whole vibe shift mm-hmm. for both of us with this like I feel like we've been really close to releasing our podcast, what, two or three times at this point? Yeah, definitely and at least two. Every time I get cold feet and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. We're going to, we're going to release it. We've got a date. And then I'm great. like, no, 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 no. I'm not putting myself out there. That's too scary. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm not ready. You know, it's a lot to like get on here have like open, real, vulnerable conversations with you, knowing anybody in the world can listen to it as soon as we put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not sure I'm fully ready, but I feel committed to it this time. I don't know yeah. how you, how that lands for you. Uh, for me, it feels like the previous times that we've attempted this, we haven't been ready. And let's face it, we're never going to be ready. Yeah. But yeah. I think the previous times, things haven't quite felt in alignment on top of on top of not feeling ready. It hasn't felt in alignment. Yeah. It hasn't felt quite like right. us, like authentically. I it's honestly, it's, I've needed this practice, like being in front of a microphone. Yeah. For the sure. first time I recorded, I, <laughs> I hit record and then forgot how to be a human. <laughs> yeah. So. I've gotten a lot better. We've recorded a ton, I feel like, yeah. a bunch of times that yeah. we haven't released anything because it's been garbage. I wouldn't say it's garbage. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I would say, like... It's gotten better. Though. Yeah. It's improved. Yeah. But it, it's more the refinement in our process. Yeah. Um, we'd originally had the intention of bringing this out as a focus on like sex addiction and betrayal trauma and our whole life and experience of that. And it's kind of shifted a little bit because it feels like we're sort of removed from that world in a sense. I mean, we're kind of getting back into it with coaching, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, there's no, no coincidences in life. We know that. Yeah. Um, but just a lot of realization that it's not just couples that have experienced sex addiction and betrayal trauma that also experience that need this learning that need these, these uh, lessons that we've learned along the way of like boundaries and how to connect and how to communicate effectively. Yeah. But boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) But also boundaries. You wouldn't like imagine the number of times I get on, Facebook and 
there's the wives chat about families and boundaries and it's always in-laws and boundaries and it's like well we can speak to that all day long (laughs) (laughs) you know and you know the biggest shift came for me in um the loss of my mom and being like well that's a huge thing that I can share and if I just narrow this down to just being about our experience in one little portion of our life which was so pivotal for us. I don't want to yeah. like break it down to less than it was. It was huge, meaningful, life-changing. You're talking about addiction recovery. Addiction recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Not you acting out. <laughs> <laughs> the recovery portion. Yeah. Um but we have so much to speak to with grief. I mean, me losing my mom, you supporting me through that yeah. or times where you didn't know what the heck you were doing and like I feel like at this point in life we're we're experts at you know going through other experiences but grief came in we were like holy crap this is a whole nother animal and neither of us know what the heck to do and that's after like how many years of me going to therapy you doing your own therapy like yeah reading so many books being in you know, having so many amazing people around us to help support through it. And we still just like barely stumbled through it. You know, there's a lot to speak to with that. And then, you know, the big portion of our life that's Demi, you know, having a daughter with special needs, there's so much there to unpack. Yeah. You know, that we don't talk about a lot. No. We don't don't share that portion of our life a ton and we protect that portion more than anything. And there's, there's purpose behind that because Mm -hmm. I'm sure as heck not going (laughs) to just put my sweet little angel out there and share her with the world to be ripped apart. No, you know, so that's been, that's been an intentional thing, but my point being that we have all these different life experiences to share and so, and so many different people that we can reach outside of just this bubble that we live in of, you know, addiction and betrayal trauma and, um, and speaking to the things that we deal with on a daily basis still, you know, because there's still things that come up in our lives, you know, separately and together. Yeah. Um, Did your thought just like fall out of your head? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you were talking for like five minutes, so my I brain know, I'm my sorry. brain went into hibernation. <laughs> Stop <laughs> no, it! I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I I think um, we we want to help as many people as we can, and we're not we're not therapists, we're not like experts in the field, but we have been experience a lot mm. we've been through addiction and addiction recovery and we felt like if we just narrowed this podcast down to just addiction and addiction recovery that it wouldn't reach people the same way mm-hmm. that if it was just a a podcast about us talking about our marriage yeah i think people can relate to that people who are married can relate to married problems the 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 videos the reels that I find the funniest on Instagram are, are usually the husband and wife ones, 
Yeah. And sure, they're probably staged. Who cares? They're funny. Like yeah. I, because I, I relate to them, mm-hmm. and um, that's why like the name change. That's why the 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 change in in all of it really. Yeah, the change in intention more than intention, anything. Yeah, is like I want to reach as many people as I can, and I think I want it to feel like normal. I want to like kind of normalize like these sort of things that we have that go on and maybe even like to reach people that might not understand, you know, like help bring about some understanding Mm -hmm. in spaces that like none of us know about, you know? And I mean that in like someone who hasn't lost a parent, Mm -hmm. someone who has a friend that's lost a parent is like, okay, how do I show up for this friend right now? Cause I don't know how to, you know, or, you know, I feel like there's so much value in sharing just a little bit of our day-to-day sometimes with Demi because I think it can be, I don't know how to explain sometimes with Demi because it's such a joy, but it's like there's almost this underlying. Well, I I think having kids in general is, it's often described as like the hardest and the best thing that that happens to you. Like it provides some of the biggest challenges and some of the greatest joys. Yeah. I feel like having a child with special needs is that like, but turned up a few notches. Yeah. Like, like the greatest joy. She is the most precious angel with the greatest laugh, the greatest smile gives the best hugs, but but There's she'll times, put you in a headlock oh like nobody's business <laughs> or scratch all the skin off the back of your neck in like 0.2 seconds. Yeah. I have scars on the back of my <laughs> neck because of her scratching the back of my neck. And I, I, I can't say that about my two typical boys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the little, like, it's the little things in yeah. life that like maybe people don't understand. And it's not like most days you just deal with her doing that and she doesn't like do it maliciously no you know but like it's a thing that happens i mean she doesn't do it to me no i'm also a lot more boundary than you are with her (laughs) where i'm like nope mom can't hold you if you're gonna do that yeah you know but and also you're just a lot more just walk all over me no you're just (laughs) (laughs) no you're just different with her it's just you guys have a different we have a different bond you have a different bond for sure it's more than with her it's more than more than the physical things the mental and emotional side of it is very challenging that people just unless you have a child with special needs you don't get it yeah like the the i mean there's grief that you go through um there's all kinds of emotions and feelings that come up. Totally. When when you first find out about it, when you like as you process through it, mm-hmm. at random times it just gets triggered. Totally. Just like any other thing in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And And there's times where it's just so amazing and so great that those things are just they just don't even seem like a thing. Yeah. The grief, the loss, all of that mm-hmm. with you know, what could have been. Yeah. And when I say the grief and the loss, like for people that might not understand what I'm referring to there with, with Demi, like 
I think like a lot of parents, when your kid is born, you have like this idea of what their life is going to look like. Yeah. And or the, hopes or oh, like hopes, yeah. visions of like what you could see, like, oh, I could see taking her to dance class. Yeah. And, Putting her in soccer yeah. and like her first day at school. And mm-hmm. she has those things. Yeah. Like they she just, has her first day of school. Right. She has a soccer team, a, 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 a special needs soccer team that she plays on but it's just it's different Mm -hmm. it's grieving the life that you thought she was gonna have yeah well there's simple things of like you know her after school is she loves to just come home play on her ipad color or watch shows like she wants to like chill out and wind down yeah and i'll snuggle yeah, like she's very, very chill. But like there's also those days where I'm like, I would love for you to just be out playing like your brothers, <laughs> you know? Like not begging for cheese every two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like because you don't need a I'll sit- trying to play hide and seek. You don't need a fifth cheese stick today. <laughs> we're we're good. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um we went off on a little tangent. We there. did. But I can't <laughs> help but just talk about Demi when I start talking yeah. about her. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many things um, that I feel like people can relate to. Um, and I, I think we've we, a skill that we've developed is being able to um, being able to kind of look back at our fights or just day-to-day experiences, experiences mm-hmm. and speak to those experiences in a way that people can relate to. Yeah. So that you know, when when we share an experience about a, a fight that we had, I think there's a lot of growth that can be had in conflict. Totally. Um, so th- we're probably going to talk a lot about, like, conflict and conflict resolution, um, the conflicts that we have and how we resolve it. And um, my, my hope is that people hearing it, uh, a, a husband hearing it or a wife hearing it, maybe she'll, maybe the, the wife will hear something from me that, she didn't understand that that's how her husband is and something clicks mm-hmm. or the husband hears something like, Oh, that's what it is for me. I get that. That makes sense. And he's able to articulate something different to his wife to where they understand each other better. Mm-hmm. And the next time they have a conflict that's on their mind and they can, you know, resolve that better. That's yeah, something like that. that we really try to do is not, not waste a conflict, not waste a fight. Yeah but look at it and figure out what happened here. Mm-hmm. Like, let's break it down because something came up for me, something came up for you. Yeah. Like if, I didn't just want to kill you for no reason. Right. <laughs> you probably wanted to kill me because of something I did six years ago that <laughs> is triggering you or whatever. It's not just about what's happening and right sometimes then. Sometimes it's not even about you at all. Yeah. But it's something that, Stir something you did that stirred something up in me from childhood, yeah, or maybe you know adulthood, but ten years ago, right? You know, it brought it had brought up some sort of trauma for me, yeah. That is resolved, but those things still hit sometimes, yeah. And that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, I mean the the conflict, the fight that you you're having is just the tip of the iceberg, like everything else underneath is really what um what's going on 
for each person. There's, there's, does that make sense? Yeah. You're looking at me funny. No, no. I just had like a thought as you were talking. I just thinking how interesting it was. Like your, your upbringing mixed with my upbringing coming together because they could not be more opposite. What? A family that talks about everything together. My family. And a family that doesn't talk about anything. I mean more so in the sense of like I think about how like emotions were expressed and not always in the healthiest of ways in my family. And it wasn't like you couldn't feel the way that you feel, but it was like I didn't know how to express them in a way that worked for me. And I still struggle with that. Like, I mean, I still like catch myself like that's not how I would have like wanted to react or handle that. But I don't go to shame about it. It's like, okay, yeah, like that's a notice for me. That's something to do different next time. Or, you know, like it, a lot of times now, like, because there was like a lot of big, strong emotions in my family that when I do experience something that's big, it's like a big reaction. It's like, okay, this is really trying to teach me something or show me like some of my work. If I'm getting this triggered, this upset, mm-hmm. like there's something here to this. It's not just like what's happening here. Um, I kind of went off on a little tangent there, but that's fine. what I was getting into is just that comparison of like the conflicts in my family, they were expressed. I saw my parents fight for lack of a better word, you know, <laughs> It was, and it was regular, like, you know, it happened. And, um, so coming from like that, I had no problem fighting with you. I had no problem like bringing conflict to you. It wasn't something that bothered me. But on the flip side, you came from a family that didn't have conflict. You didn't see your parents fight. Like, I mean, and and not to say that there wasn't conflict. Yeah, there was, there was plenty of conflict that happened in the family, um, I didn't see my parents fight that mm-hmm. much. Like, I I can't really remember a time where they, like, yelled at each other. Yeah. Like, they raised the voices and they got, like, frustrated with each other. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And see, my family was the total opposite. Like, yeah. we, I definitely saw my parents yell at each other. And, and you know what? Like, that's just what they, they knew. Yeah. There's no shame there. Right. It's just what they knew and, you know, they... And that's just the culture, like, my family was raised in. You don't... Totally. Yeah. I mean, um, you coming from a British family, you just grin and bear it. And yeah. here, I mean, not everybody in America is very emotional and vocal, but, like, you're definitely a lot more feeling and vocal <laughs> here than you are A little bit in more England. in your face about things yeah. sometimes. But it's been, I mean, it's definitely been an adjustment for both of us and like kind of meeting in the middle into like (laughs) healthy conflict. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're very different people in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you talked about um, not going to shame when you show up in a way that you're like, Ooh, I wish I didn't do that. I'll say Mm -hmm. that or whatever it is. I'll throw that. Um, and you don't go to shame about that. Did you say 
when did, I do that or throw that. Did you did you catch that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> When's the last time I threw something? I don't remember. It's been years. It used to be more common. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but that that's just like the difference. Like you don't go mm. to shame about that. Yeah. Like, but I go to shame about like the smallest thing. Mm. Like not even with my own actions. If if I think you think that I'm a certain way, mm. I it triggers like me and my shame. And right. I'm not oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I messed up again. And I mean there's there's so many things. She's very boundaried with me. Like if I raise my voice, she's like, do not yell at me. And it takes me a minute to realize like, oh, I don't actually like being yelled at right now. I should probably like say something about that. Mm. And it's taken years for me to even like do that. Right, right. So we're so different. But we've, in that we've learned so much from each other. Um, we kind of trigger each other in a lot of ways. Um, and those those opposites, like Liz said, we've had to kind of come into the middle somewhere. And it's not, on everything, on every like individual thing, we haven't like come to like this perfect middle. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've taken what works from each of our upbringing, each of our culture. We've added new things that um are completely new to us, and made things work for us. Yeah, like we don't do things the typical or a way that a, th- a therapist might, you know, advise in conflict resolution all the time or a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But to that point, uh, I but mean, we make it work for us. Yeah. We did have a really good therapist at one point. Um, my gosh, what is her name now? Kim. Kim. Yeah. Who had sure like saying Kim or Brittany. But. Yeah. I mean, they were both great, but Kim who was like, we were like talking about like all these things say, like you don't talk, over conflict through text messages, tones can be misread and whatever. And we're like, but like we are finding that it's better for us to approach a conversation after like a really heated conflict where we're both like elevated to like come through text first, like talk about like, Hey, are you ready to talk? Yeah, this is kind of how I'm feeling. This is kind of how I'm feeling. You know, we kind of like get get a little bit of the conversation going there first. Yeah. Um, And found like that to be really helpful for us. And it was kind of like, well, but all these books say don't do that. Or this therapist says don't do that. Or that person. Or, you know, it's, I think there was even a therapist that was like, oh, don't do that. Like straight up said, like, don't ever have. Never have. A yeah, big conversation. And I hate that. Conversation I mean, I just hate anybody saying like "never do this" or "always do that" because it's it's bull. Yeah, like I don't agree with any absolutes. I don't, and I know that's an absolute. I just don't agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> there are no absolutes. No, it's like do what works for you because yeah. everybody's different. And yeah. anyways, back to Kim. We we kind of talked to her about this, and she was like. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you guys feel like that works for you to get the conversation going? 
then that's amazing that you found what works for you guys to come back from it. Yeah. And like get that conversation going again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's even been times since that like, I just know for me, like that's an easier space to start. And yeah. there's so many that are like, I would rather have this com- these conversations in person or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, with my anxiety, sometimes I'm just not able to. Yeah. I need to start it off knowing like, okay, this is safe. I'm not go- like, I'm not going to be attacked. Like, it's going to be okay. We can have this conversation. Um, and it kind of gives me like a chance to feel the energy and see like, okay, where's the energy at? Is this like a safe space to like. Yeah. Less the emotion of, yeah. of it. And just, just give me the meat yeah. of the situation and, and not like. Maybe maybe think a little more logically because I think logic has its place in these discussions. For us, for sure. For sure. Um, and I, I think, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many ways it benefits us at least. Like you are, you a very like quick thinker when mm. it comes to a discussion like that. Like yeah. you have your response like right away. You know exactly what you're going to say. Well, I just, I'm very aware of how I feel about something. Yeah. And, and I think you've lived a lot of years not being aware of your feelings. Yeah. And it just, it takes me longer to process and totally. feel through it. And totally. you get impatient and your mind starts wandering in, in an in-person discussion. Yeah. And it'll be and then the conversation two or three minutes and, I, and I'll just like, start responding. And she's like, what are you talking about again? And I've like thought about the mall and tacos and the bank by now and all the different stores inside the mall before you come back to it. And I'm like, I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. Bring me, bring it back. Like, yeah. But over text, I, I can take that time. Yeah. yeah. And you have a record of the conversation that you can catch yourself up on if you need to. Yeah, exactly. So that it just helps both of us work for us, works for us. And, um, and again, not saying that this has to work for you, that everyone go out and try having text message conversations with your spouse when it's a big, important fight. I don't know, because it's, it might not work for you. That's why, I mean, that's why we call the podcast not marriage advice because it's not, we're not. <laughs> giving advice we're sharing our experience and if something feels like it might work for you and you want to give it a try great yeah i mean it came from somewhere i'm i wish i could remember where it came from somewhere that we had the idea of like let's just try oh we just started doing it is that what it was yeah. i thought we got the I idea i don't think from we somewhere. read it anywhere we just start like we would fight and one of us would like storm off and be mad we'd both be mad and and then I think it probably started with me like being too scared to come back to the conversation <laughs> and being like hey how are you <laughs> in text where are we at <laughs> that's true and that actually feels accurate and just from like experiencing that over and over again and realizing oh this actually we actually got somewhere here yeah because we could take the emotion out of it for a minute yeah. and be like, here's the facts. This is the facts of what was said. These are the facts of how I feel about what was said. And not be not get all like worked up about like how something was said yeah. or any of that. Like not we so often get derailed in even 
a disagreement because of how somebody responded <laughs> and it like goes off on another like side tangent well, disagreement. That <laughs> brings me to my next thought about it is um, it allows me to slow down and not, not just respond to what I think you're saying. Yeah. Because or as like, as you're talking, I'm formulating a response to try and like logic it. Yeah, exactly. You grab onto the one thing that you feel like, oh, I can totally, yeah. I can totally argue. And it this still one. happens over text, but <laughs> it gives me the opportunity to to rewrite it and be like, ah, I'm totally. trying to just like let me rewrite that. Let me not send that because that's not that's not I'm that's not going to get me what I want. Yeah. Because never have I out logic to you. Never. In, our entire marriage. No, and you won't. <laughs> I'm my mother's child. And she was quick and she was witty. And stubborn as hell. <laughs> <laughs> she was quicker than anybody I knew. I still wish I could like have comebacks as good as she does or did. Yeah. But um yeah. But yeah. Um so to bring it back to like the kind of the first talking point. We want to share our experiences here. We want to be vulnerable. We want to be um, like real and authentic. We want to share what's going on in our lives like now. Real time. Real time. Real time. I mean, I plan, I plan on sharing it all. Yeah. As scary as that sounds, but it's just life and it's what we're going through or it's what we've experienced. And um, I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, if that can help one person or people or even feel just, not so like alone in what yeah. they're feeling, even just help us. Yeah. Process the things that we live through. Yeah. Maybe we'll learn some stuff about ourselves and each other. Who knows? I bet we will. No. I know you like the back of my hand already. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, like that, yeah. Yeah, you know me pretty well, but still there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Well, with that, I feel like this is a good spot to wrap up. Yeah. Let's... Uh, End it here. We'll catch you guys next time.